Greek body. It's your draft queens, Kate and Michelle. And welcome to a brand new episode of Drafts on Drafts, where Kate and I enjoy a cocktail as the draft queens and talk about something hopefully extremely relevant, exciting uh, in the sports world. I noticed you said cocktails, and I think that's very <laughs> relevant for this week because um, I can only speak for myself, but now that it is mid-April when this, it's almost like late April when this episode's launching, today's the 19th, so uh, I'm just saying my summer body is so not ready for being a summer body. Like, I'm very squishy right now, so the reason that we're doing cocktails for a couple weeks, folks is not because we don't love beer. We do. Too much. We love it too much, in fact. Too much. That's exactly right. We love it too much, (laughs) and it needs to stop. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to fit into a bathing suit in just another month and a half. So uh, cocktails for the next couple weeks for Drafts on Drafts, but I'm really excited to like try some new things. I've got a really cool one queued up today. I am on the same page as you. Uh, A drink is still a drink and Drafts on Drafts still works here. And today I'll be enjoying a grapefruit high noon because those are my favorite and they're very refreshing. Oh my gosh. Delightful. Uh, I do love a high noon. (laughs) I am having a June Shine hard kombucha and there's a bunch of different flavors, which I figured out today at my local grocer uh, but the one I chose was the acai berry Fancy. so we'll see if it's any good I don't know, drafts I don't on know. Dra- there's also a mango one drafts on drafts do man next one. drafts on drafts really really stepping it up we're getting fancier and fancier I mean and skinnier and skinnier <laughs> let's hope so um <laughs> so yeah drafts on drafts our favorite we have a little drink we talk about sports that's how Kate and I's friendship started that's why we do this show Fun part here is because we could go on and on and on, trust me, and nobody wants that. When somebody finishes their drink, they call the two-minute warning, and then we got to wrap up the episode because, like I said, we will just keep on going. Jibber-jabbering. We will. I've got my my drink open. I'm ready to talk pickleball because, like we said on Monday's uh, huddle episode, pickleball has taken the world by storm. It's even touching the football industry with Tom Brady, like (laughs) investing in a pickleball league. So I feel like it's super relevant. And you also have a tennis pro in your house. I'm sure you know a ton about pickleball. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Like the, the term pickleball, I feel like has been bubbling for probably close to a year at this point. But I feel like at this moment in time, spring going into summer, it's like really exploding, like out of control. Um, it's popping up everywhere. There has everywhere. There has been news as of late um, that there's going to be a brand new 14 court pickleball like arena, basically that's going to be built and set up in Central Park for the spring through the fall. There is a pickleball festival coming to Fenway Park in 2023. Wow! As you mentioned. Tom Brady is an investor in the in Major League Pickleball. Yes, you heard me right. The MLP. The MLP. There is Major League Pickleball, like, for amateurs and not. They just did a televised special with some uh, retired tennis pros, Andre Agassi, uh, John McEnroe. So, like, literally everybody is getting in on this, whether you're Tom Brady or you're whether you're, like, Joe and Susie from around the corner. Everyone is playing pickleball. Is there also an, a show with Stephen Colbert called Pickles? Oh, yeah. 
pickled with well with her <laughs> with Hermione Grange aka Emma Watson but like literally they picked up a TV show on CBS and what? like had these celebrities play in a pickleball tournament so like if you tell me this thing isn't on fire I like I don't know what what oh is Oh my god Daniel Day Daniel Day Kim is on that? Like, I'm going to watch Pickles. Dirk's, this is Dirk's Bentley. Like, I mean, it's like a whole thing. So truly, Pickleball has taken over the world. And it's it's literally everything, like I'm saying, from Tom Brady to the CBS show to people in their backyards and probably in and around every community nearby to you listeners. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm like now very amped up. Okay, yeah, we got to talk pickleball. So, so um, here's the thing. This, the, I will just say this. I think part of the... Look, a trend is a trend. We know what trends are. Everybody wants to get in on it because everybody's talking about it. But yes. what's very interesting about this particular sport and its rise to fame is that it's actually pretty easy. And like Kate and I are, are athletes. We come from sports backgrounds. We love talking about sports. Mm-hmm. We played a lot of sports. And I would never normally refer to a sport as easy because no yes, sport is easy. But that mm-hmm. said, pickleball kind of riffs a little bit from like badminton, tennis, even like ping pong. It's it's on a much smaller scale. So it is like it's relatively easy both on the body and the mind because it's a little it's quicker and easier to like learn a bit physically less demanding than like tennis for example still a good workout you can play it as singles you can play it as doubles people play it like very socially i almost view it as um like pickup basketball it's like the pickup basketball of racket sports mm, got it Do you know what I'm got it got it got like it. much yes. more fun anyone could play everyone's out there like hooting and hollering like the same way if you walked by like a pickup basketball game but not these people aren't at like the same physicality or even level as like a pro but they can still do it and have a blast playing Uh uh-huh and are they on like smaller courts i guess we'll get into that a little bit but i i did find it interesting to like a i think it's really cool that there's a low barrier to entry and like it's pretty easy to easy being like a very loose word here please don't get mad at us if you (laughs) play pickleball and you find it hard we don't mean it like that but like low barrier to entry yeah not too much to learn. It's similar to all those sports you talked about. And I guess that's why people like it. I mean, people like it so much that I know even in like 2021, it was being considered to be part of the Olympics. So that's pretty fucking wild. I bet you sooner than later, it will be part of the Olympics. Now that there's major leagues and all these places popping up, like people are gonna, people are gonna brush up on the sport. And I would imagine it would make it into the Olympic Games sooner than later. Before we talk a little bit about history of pickleball, because yes, clearly it's extremely relevant right now. Perhaps many of you listening have already dabbled a little bit. Um, So we want to go into the history, but Kate, have you ever played? I feel like I played like every other possible iteration (laughs) of a racket sport and I have not played pickleball. Like I've played tennis, I've played badminton, I've obviously played like ping pong, table tennis, uh, squash, like anything you can think of. There's another racket. I think it's just racquetball. I played racquetball, like all of these things I've played, but I have never. So, okay. I'm just going to say this. I like being counterculture a little bit. When people started liking pickleball, I was like, this is ridiculous. (laughs) 
So I'm excited to be convinced today otherwise. I will. Convinced otherwise. I will say, I think for your athletic type and your personality, you would really like pickleball. It's so fun. It's really fast. Like, it's really fast. It's really, uh, it's really like raucous. Like I said, I feel like you think of tennis and it's like, you know, quiet claps and blah, blah, blah. And then it's pickleball and people are like, just raging and having like a great time. Yeah. I think, I think you would really enjoy it. Uh, so I take it that you have played it or have you only watched it before? Uh, I have played it once. I haven't played it much recently, but I have played it actually a few years back now. So, uh, I guess I was ahead of the trend. Excuse me. Um, it's mainly because my husband lives in this world, but anyway, I'll just take the credit. Um, but yeah, I played a few years ago, uh, as you mentioned, smaller call, smaller court. Actually, it's about a third of the size of a tennis court. Uh, the net is lower to the ground than a tennis Mm -hmm. net. The ball is almost like a wiffle ball. So it's like, it's bigger than a tennis ball, a little less bounce than a tennis ball. And you play more with like a paddle, like a hard paddle versus a, uh, versus a racket. So those are some of the differences I played a few years ago. I had a blast. I'm kind of excited to see that it's catching on. And honestly, like maybe we need to take a field trip to this crazy city pickle. I think that they're calling it in, uh, (laughs) in Manhattan because I mean, they're taking like reservations. Like that's how like it's crazy. And, and Talk about low barrier to entry for the players. It's also a pretty low barrier to entry for someone that wants to like set up a pickleball court because of yeah. the smaller footprint, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. So, I mean, honestly, you're going to see these popping up everywhere if you if you haven't already. And hopefully, hopefully, as we get through this episode, you'll find yourself wanting to go out and give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that we, I'm excited to give it a shot. I do want to learn more about it. I And I know that we did some research on the history of pickleball, uh, which first and foremost, I find it very interesting. Like if you look at other sports, basketball, for example, which is claimed to have been invented in the late 1800s, right? Mm -hmm. Pickleball was not invented. I mean, insofar as we know until 1965. So it does make a little bit more sense. Maybe that this is catching fire. True at a similar point, maybe when basketball was like really adopted, at least in the U S so, uh, fairly new in terms of like historically when it was invented. That's very true. And, uh, thanks to Joel Pritchard and Bill Bell, um, Bill Bell, Bill Bell, we now have pickleball because back in 1965, the two were trying to entertain their board families. Oh, what a story. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, what a story. So it, it turns out that apparently they had a badminton court, but they didn't have a shuttlecock, which is what you which is what you hit, you know, in, yep. in badminton. And so they improvised because board families are really not fun to deal with. And they happened to find what they're calling a perforated plastic ball. But I imagine it's something... A la a wiffle ball. A wiffle ball. You got some, they happened to have some paddles lying around. And so they literally kind of just like made a makeshift court, used what they had to entertain the fam. And lo and behold, uh, they kind of molded that as it went into what is now pickleball. Yeah, it seems, it sounds pretty simple. And honestly, the more that we're talking about it, I mean, I love wiffle ball. I also am so curious to like, yeah, I love wiffle ball. This sounds like, 
a perfect meld of wiffle ball and mini tennis. I'm telling you. I love that. It's fun. It's fast. It's a great workout. It's a great way to just like run around, sweat it out. And I think my favorite part about it is like I play some tennis. Tennis is much more technical in my opinion. Yes. Much more technical. I am an aggressive uh, athlete. No. No matter what. No, I don't. No. No. Yeah. No, you. No way. I'm an aggressive athlete. So no matter what sport that I try to play, I always try to do everything like as hard and fast and whatever as possible, which is not a great way to do things. Um, And so when I play tennis, you know, I try to hit it as hard as I can, but then my form suffers. Or when I play Mm -hmm. golf, I try to hit it as hard as I can. And then my form suffers. What I love about pickleball is you can take that racket and just smash the ball to yes. smithereens and like it's the best feeling ever yeah it must be like cathartic it's like it unleashing is. yeah it is yeah. and like the the thing about it is is like you just i mean well hopefully you don't hit anybody but you know you just ugh, i don't know there's just something very you're right cathartic about it you can just smash the ball which is extremely fun like if you have any bit of hand-eye coordination with a big old paddle and a big old ball you should be able to get in on the fun Mm-hmm. Okay, so then I have to know, like, how it is that we actually play the sport. Like, are you, if you're setting up on a pickleball court, can you play, like, singles and doubles? Is it, like, you serve and then they return the serve? Like, what What does this look like? How? What are the few key things that I and our listeners might need to know about how to play the thing? Yeah, I. so there's definitely, again it's an easy game to pick up. There's not like, you know, when we, when I first learned about golf, there's a lot of nuances and things that I didn't know. Even when we've done our tennis episodes, you know, they keep score like 30 love. Like, what does that even mean? Like, who knows? So they've made pickleball very simple. And I think the rules will remind you a little bit of tennis. There's definitely some nods to tennis, a little bit of ping pong, as we've said. So it's like, it's things that you probably already kind of know, but simplified. And so mm-hmm. the scoring mm-hmm. in pickleball, you play to 11 points. The team must win by two points. Super, super straightforward. That's so simple. Like even the addition is easy and I <laughs> hate math. So that's great. It's great. Exactly. And, and as you can imagine, like uh, the games can be played relatively quick when you're playing to 11, right? Like, yes, you have to win by two. We're only talking 11 points here, and a point is scored when the serving team wins a rally, which makes sense. We already know that. If you serve, Got it. you win, you play to 11, ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. It can be singles, it can be doubles. So again, as you can imagine, these games, you know, are a bit quicker than uh, some, you know, three, four, five, six-hour tennis matches that people can get into. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's the same idea as tennis also in that, once you serve it, it bounces, they return the serve. And then from there, you can either like volley or you can let it bounce and then hit the ball, but you can't let it double bounce. Like that's the thing that happens with, that's like also a tennis rule. I'm, I'm sensing a lot of tennis in this. There's definitely a tennis rule. Yeah. So like after the serve, which by the way, the serve is underhand. So that's a little bit different than uh-huh. a tennis serve. Oh. Okay. All right. Again, a little bit easier throwing the ball, throwing a tennis ball up and finding the right place to hit it and serve it over the net is very challenging. This is a little Mm -hmm, bit, mm -hmm. a little bit easier on a smaller scale. Um, After the serve, both teams must let the ball bounce once before hitting it. So 
you'll see, you know, there is a point, like I was saying, where you really want to like smash that ball and it, and you can hit it from the air. But after the serve, each team has to let the ball bounce once. I think that's probably something that takes Got some it. getting used to. And then after that, like you can, you can smash it out of the air. You if can you wail away. Yep. Yeah. You can wail it into next. Totally week. fine. Okay. It's basically a rule uh, that makes sure the receiving, the receiving team has some kind of opportunity to return the serve, you know, and no one's running to the net and smashing it down your throat too quickly. Got you. That will happen. Okay. That will definitely happen. But it's it's. Oh a- yeah! Now I want to do it. Now I just <laughs> want to like absolutely like annihilate people at pickleball. Yes. Uh, yes. By the way, finished my grapefruit uh, high noon, and I'm throwing you on the two minute warning. I was just about to do Ooh. that. I have like one sip. In fact, I'm gonna have a sip. I will have my final sip in the two minute warning. Uh, but first, before I do, I'm curious. Like, are there any other things that? We should know, slash I know, like I said at the beginning of the episode, you do have a tennis pro in your house who I am sure has some pro tips in terms of like what else we should know about pickleball. Indeed. Uh, I will say the last key thing that will throw your way in hopes that you will get out there and play some pickleball this spring, summer. Everybody talks mm-hmm. about the kitchen. If, if you know anything about pickleball, you probably hear people talking about the kitchen. I don't. I've never heard that Okay, before. good. This is great. Fantastic. Um, so the kitchen is also known as the non-volley zone, which is an area on the pickleball court that extends, to get technical, seven feet on both sides of the net. Okay. Okay. Got it. So like you're at the net, you step seven feet back. That's the non-volley zone, aka the kitchen. Exactly. And players are not allowed to hit the ball while standing in the kitchen. So you'll, you'll, now you're going to see this, like you're going to see videos or something about it. And people are always like, get out of the kitchen, can't do this in the kitchen. And it's just like a really hard thing to like remember because it's already on a pretty small court to begin with. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, basically if you're standing in that area, um, you're not allowed to hit the ball unless the ball bounces in the kitchen area first. But because the kitchen area is so close to the net, a bounce is like probably not always super likely. And again, this is a rule um, that they're using to uh, prevent players from probably hitting it super hard the way I do in your face. <laughs> I know. That almost makes me feel like uh, when I was scolded as a child and they were like, no balls in the kitchen, no throwing in the kitchen. Maybe that's, player, maybe that's I know, why they, I call, know you know this. Maybe that's why they call it the kitchen. Who knows? Yeah. It's like, you can't play ball in the house. You can't throw the ball in the kitchen, but yeah, that's, remi- it's very reminiscent of growing up. <laughs> All right. So here's the thing. We've had yes. our drinks. We've talked about mm-hmm. why, why pickleball mania is pickleball mania. We've told you where it came from. We've told you how it's played. We've given you some of the key facts and uh, rules and things to know. Hopefully, this has tickled your fancy and you're going to try to play. Or pickled your fancy. There she is. I'm just here for the jokes, everybody. There she (laughs) is. Hopefully, you're excited. Maybe you've dabbled. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you will. But as Kate said, my husband is a tennis and pickleball instructor so luckily for us he's gonna give us three pro tips for y'all to go out there and use on the court ah what's up mark give us those three pro tips what's up homie uh ladies thank you so much for having me on the pod great show love your past episodes and let's get to the good stuff pickleball players welcome to the draft queens podcast episode focusing on the fastest sport growing in america yep pickleball 
I'm Mark Santucci from Catskills Tennis and Pickle, and I'm here to share three pickleball tips that's going to help you take your game to the next level. Tip number one, stay low and be ready to move. Pickleball is a fast-paced game. You have to be ready. You have to have quick reflexes, agility, mobility. One of the best ways to improve your movement on the court is staying low and being ready to move at all times. Keep those knees bent. Weight on the balls of your feet. By staying low and being ready to move, you'll be able to react really quickly to your opponent's shots, get to the ball faster. Additionally, if you keep a low center of gravity, you're going to have more power and stability in your shots. Tip number two, master the third shot drop. The third shot in pickleball is a critical part of the game. If you master this, you have a significant advantage over your opponent. The third shot is the shot that after you serve, after your opponent hits, boom, this is the one, okay? If you can master a great drop shot or a dink that lands in the no volley zone or the kitchen, it forces your opponents to hit up on the ball, and this gives you a great opportunity to move into that net and be on the offense. Improve this third shot by practicing some dink shots, some drop shots, work on your precision, work on your consistency, and then work on getting to the net quickly after you hit that shot. And the third tip. Pickleball is mainly a doubles game. Yes, you can play singles, but it's fun to play dubs. Communicate with your partner. Good communication is essential. You have to avoid collisions, coordinate your shots, stay on the same page, move as a doubles team. So before you play, talk about your strategies, talk about your strengths and weaknesses, what you can do to support each other. And then during the game, use verbal cues, hand signals, and let your partner know where you plan to hit the ball and where you want them to be on the court. All right, there you have it. Three tips to help you improve your pickleball game. There's a lot of practicing to be done, so get on out there. Fill those pickleball courts. And if you're ever in the area of the Catskills Mountains, Woodstock, that sort of area in New York, check out Catskills Tennis and Pickleball, and I'll see you on the courts. Okay, Michelle, I just, I love when Mark comes on the show. He's just the best. I feel like I have learned so much on this episode. I'm going to stay out of the kitchen. I'm going to be ready to smash this wiffle ball pickleball. And just generally, like maybe one day we'll get drafted by uh, the MLP, the Major League of Pickleball. I, and, uh, you know, who knows? That's really new aspirational goals. We can only hope that one day the Draft Queens will have an MLP team. But if any of you live listeners are out there and you play, hit us up. Let us know. Yeah. Let us know if you like it. Uh, all right, so I am done with my final sip of this hard kombucha. Um, thanks, Michelle, for teaching me so much. This was really fun. And as as usual, um, I love a drafts on drafts on a Wednesday. Now, remember, listeners, lovely listeners, we will be back in your ears this coming Monday morning, as always, for the huddle. So don't forget about us. Remember to subscribe and follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. And we'll be back on Monday, like we always are, for the huddle. So until then, Michelle, uh, let's go smash it.